This is the Onion News. America's finest news source. As government shutdown continues, polls shows majority of Americans can't blame Congress for the shutdown. Not with those adorable faces, they can't. The last thing government worker need was agency labeling him non-essential. Government shutdown forces National Zoo to turn off panda suicide camp. New study finds human beings were never meant to wake up from sleep. Eric Clapton wows audience with even slower version of Layla. It's eight o'clock on Friday, the eleventh of October. Welcome to the Onion News with Yancy Dan. Poll shows majority of Americans can't blame Congress for the shutdown. Not with those adorable faces. They can't. As the federal government shutdown enters its second week, a recent New York Times poll revealed that an overwhelming majority of Americans just can't find it in their hearts to blame congressmen for the ongoing deadlock, especially not with those adorable little faces of theirs. Of course, I'm upset that our elected officials can work together to figure out a reasonable budget resolution. But honestly, how could you ever stare at those cutie pies? Forty-six-year-old Silver Spring MD resident Daniel Hadler is one of the 78% of Americans who want to pinch congressmen and women right on their big chubby cheeks. While a further 91% said they would love to put the lawmakers between two slices of bread. And just eat them right up. Have you seen anything so precious in your whole life? I mean, look at them dressed up in their little suits with their big boy ties on, hopping and hopping around the Capitol building. You can't be angry when your heart's melting. At press time, 94% of Americans were about to lash out at a legislator branch, but after taking one look at Congressman Ken Calvert's sweet punning. Decided that all they could do was pick the little guy up, squeeze him tight, and give him a big sloppy kiss on the cheek. Last thing government worker needed was agency labeling him non-essential. Following last Tuesday's government shutdown, which followed the jobs of all federal employees not considered to perform essential government functions. National Gallery of Art facility manager Don Henning confirmed to the reporters that the last thing he needed at this point in his life was to be called a non-essential employee. Well, this is just great. I'm already working 60 hours per week in a low-paying job with horrible hours and zero perks, and now I'm officially being told that I could straight up stop going to work at all. And it will not essentially change anything. The 49-year-old husband and father told reporters, noting that after more than two decades living basically paycheck to paycheck with no real chance of upward mobility, the one thing missing from his life was a furlough notice from the government informing him that what he does for a living is essential to absolutely nothing. Listen. 
I get that my job could disappear at any minute, and it wouldn't matter to anyone. I can read between the lines, but there's no need to tell me in a personally addressed letter that it's actually better for the government's survival if I'm not working than if I am. I mean, Christ, my self-esteem is low enough as it is. At press time, Henning confirmed to reporters that, given the circumstances, 3 p.m. on the Tuesday was definitely not too early to start drinking. Government shutdown forces National Zoo to turn up Panda Suicide Camp. Along with a host of other non-essential federal services that were indefinitely shuttered following the government shutdown, the National Zoo's beloved Panda Suicide Camp went dark Tuesday morning, zoo officials confirmed. You mean that newborn baby panda might kill herself, and I won't be able to see it live? Said the 39-year-old Maryland resident Angela Crest, echoing the sentiment of many Americans who were disappointed to see the temporary interruption of the zoo's 24-hour live feed monitoring the panda's attempts at self-inflicted death. I was really looking forward to seeing how she's going to do it. Will she climb up as far as she can on a bamboo shoot? and then try to lead to her death? Will she just try to knock her head on a rock over and over? Frankly, I don't see why I have to be punished and miss seeing a panda taking its own life just because of some partisan bickering. At press time, the National Zoo issued a statement reassuring Americans they would do everything in their power to delay the suicide of any panda until such time as the suicide cam was back online. Coming up, new study finds human beings were never meant to wake up from sleep. Eric Clapton wows audience with even slower version of Layla. New study finds human beings were never meant to wake up from sleep. According to a new study published in the New England Journal of Medicine this week, human beings were never meant to wake up after falling asleep, but were rather supposed to remain in a deep, peaceful slumber until eventually expiring. Lead researcher Dennis Salabov said, Our research team of evolutionary biologists conducted an extensive and thorough examination of human physiology, past and present and determined that human beings were in the ideal state supposed to be born, spend solid 12 hours awake as an infant, and then lie down for a dreamless sleep, from which they would then not awaken. He also suggested that life for early men was not supposed to last longer than one day. Eventually, after spending three or four weeks lying comfortably in bed, Humans were meant to just slide directly into death. In fact, the truly optimal state toward which human evolution aspired was for all individuals to surrender to sudden infant death syndrome almost instantly after exiting the womb. The study concluded that, based on these findings, coma patients should be considered among the most highly evolved humans on the planet. Eric Clapton wows audience with even slower version of Layla. Debuting yet another arrangement of the classic song Wednesday night, 
singer-guitarist Eric Clapton reportedly treated a sold-out crowd at the Gwinnett Center to an even slower, somehow mellower acoustic version of his original 1971 hit, Layla. When he played those first 45-second long notes of the opening riff, that was when everyone recognized it as Layla, and just when not. Concert goer Leslie Frederick said of the 87-minute rendition, which, according to listeners, featured three eight-minute choruses and a half-hour jazzy piano interlude before concluding with a lengthy fade-out. I heard those brushed drums and glacial tempo, and my jaw dropped. I was like, wow, he actually managed to come up with the more lethargic and neutered acoustic jazz blues version of Layla than ever before. How did he put it off? Sources confirmed Clapton followed Layla up with a vigorous electric double-time version of Tears in Heaven. That's the end for today's news. Thanks for listening. <laughs>